Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is February 27th. Today we're going to begin a brand new Come Follow Me block, which is Genesis chapters 28 through 33. Now, jumping right in, in order to understand what's going on and the dynamics in Genesis chapter 28, we need to review briefly a story that was in Genesis chapter 27. Now, I mentioned this in passing, but we didn't dive into the story or we didn't talk much about it. And so I just want to review briefly what this story is, and then it can help us understand what's going on a little bit better in Genesis chapter 28. Now, the thing that I love about this story, and it's something that we've seen throughout the Old Testament so far, is that we get to begin to see the human side of these prophets and of these great patriarchs and matriarchs of the Old Testament. Oftentimes, I feel like when we have a leader or we have someone that we admire in the church or in the gospel, that we expect perfection in their behavior. And that simply isn't fair to do because even from the beginning, we see imperfections. We see flawed human behavior. We're going to see some imperfections today in Jacob and Rebecca, but we can also talk about why those were good things as well. But I do think it's important that we understand that people are flawed and people who run the church are also flawed people. And it is okay to see those imperfections as long as we are able to still see the divinity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Elder Holland once said, except in the case of his only perfect begotten son, imperfect people are all that God has ever had to work with. That must be terribly frustrating to him, but he deals with it. So should we. And when you see imperfection, remember that the limitation is not in the divinity of the work. So I absolutely love that. When we see the humanity, when we see the limitations, when we see the imperfections, to recognize that those things lie within mankind or within people, not within the divinity of the work and not within the gospel itself. So I love this story today. We get to see a little bit of the humanity of Rebecca and of Jacob. Now, remember, Esau has already sold his birthright to Jacob. He despised his birthright, so he did that. However, we're also told in the scriptures that Esau was Isaac's favorite and Jacob was Rebecca's favorite. The reasoning is kind of funny. It says that Esau was Isaac's favorite because he loved his venison. (laughs) We're told in the scriptures that Esau was a hunter, and I guess Isaac really loved that Esau brought home the beef. But that doesn't change the fact that Rebecca has had inspiration that the younger son is going to rule over the older son. Perhaps the scriptures say that Jacob was her favorite because she always felt like she had to protect him, knowing what he would need to do and knowing that the birthright had to be his. Maybe she just felt that protective nature over him. But we're told in chapter 27 that Jacob is beginning to lose his sight and he wants to bring Esau, his oldest son, to him so that he can officially bless him with the birthright. Rebecca and Jacob talk about this. They come up with a plan. Jacob says he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to bring a curse on him. Rebecca says, upon me be thy curse, my son, only obey my voice and go fetch me them. So Rebecca saying, hey, this is on me. This is my idea. I'm going to take it. And so Rebecca and Jacob continue to carry out the plan. Now, Rebecca knew that Esau was supposed to bring Isaac 
venison before receiving the blessing. And so they cook up venison. Jacob brings it before Isaac. They put hair on his hands because remember the description of Esau. He came out a very hairy baby and he continued that, I guess, into adulthood and was a very hairy man. And so Jacob, not being able to see, gets this venison, knows that Esau's going to bring him venison. Jacob reaches out his hand to his father. The father feels the hair on the hand and just assumes that he's speaking to Esau. And he then continues to give the blessing, give the birthright to Jacob. Esau hears what's happened. He gets upset. There's a verse that actually makes me feel really heartbroken for Esau when it says, And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me even so, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Now, honestly, we don't know exactly why Esau was making this such a big deal. Remember, he had already sold the birthright to Isaac. It says that he despised the birthright. We don't know if this was about just receiving a double portion of money or if there was true remorse there. But in any case, it makes me feel sad for him. I think we can all relate to that when we've expected a certain blessing to come, a certain blessing from the Lord, and the sorrow that comes when we have to see or realize that that blessing isn't to be. So even though I might not totally understand Esau's reaction here, my heart really does go out to him. As someone who has experienced disappointment, I understand that he must have been feeling that as well. But here's an important thing to remember. And it's also important as we jump into Genesis chapter 8, we're going to see this reemphasized. Remember, Jacob is the patriarch. He holds the priesthood. We're taught in the scriptures about the priesthood that what's sealed on earth will be sealed in heaven and what's loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. The priesthood isn't just about the binding of a blessing, but it could also break that blessing. The priesthood has the power to seal and to loose. And so truly, if Jacob felt after all was said and done that Isaac wasn't the rightful heir of that birthright, he could have easily reversed it. He could have taken it back. He could have loosed that blessing and given it to Esau. But I have to believe that after speaking to Rebecca and hopefully coming to understand her experience, he could see the wisdom in it or could feel the truthfulness of Jacob receiving that birthright. In fact, we see the same thing in chapter 28, verse 1. It says, And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him. And charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Now, by this point, Esau had already taken two wives of Canaan. And so here, Isaac calls to Jacob and he renews that same blessing which he had already given to Jacob. He renews that birthright blessing, meaning he knew that Jacob was supposed to receive that birthright. Now, it may have come in sneaky means or in perfect ways. But it was right, and he could see that, and he renewed it. Now, what's amazing here is that Isaac is going to say to Jacob almost exactly what Abraham said to Isaac. He's going to give him a charge to not marry any of the Canaanites, but then gives him charge to go to where there are covenant members and find one of them for wife. And then what I love is that we see how the Lord is going to renew the covenant through the generations. We saw the covenant given to Abraham. We saw the covenant renewed with Isaac. And here we are going to see it again with Jacob. Verse three says, And God Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful 
and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. And then over, it's going to talk about the renewing of the priesthood. So there again, we see those three Ps, the posterity, the property, and the priesthood. And because of that priesthood, he can receive that final blessing, the E of exaltation. My friends, I love the pattern of the Lord that we see here, that God makes a covenant with Abraham and that as long as his people are doing what they're asked, he is renewing that covenant over and over again. I am far from perfect, but I have made covenants with my father in heaven, and I am grateful for the understanding that imperfect people can still approach the Lord, that imperfect people can repent and be forgiven, that imperfect people can continue to have covenants renewed. It is my testimony that even though we are imperfect, the Lord never expected anything different from us, and that he is prepared to bless us and to strengthen us until little by little we can change and become more like him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.